Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? Today's episode, I wanted to address some of the questions that were on BD's roundtable in the comments section. Very interesting stuff that some people had to say, and I think it deserves an answer. It's been a big buzz since National Geographic came out with that uh, hack job, and we've already addressed that, so we're not going to give her any more airtime here. But I do want to address some of the questions before we give the good that clubs do. And one of them questions is by C. Joy, or a statement, if you will, and again, this was from our roundtable, and the discussion had to do with what can clubs do to win the media war. See, Joy, the war with the media will be won when there is no longer a need to vent a prospect and no longer an undercover having anything to report. You can't be continually in the news for bad shit. If you stop doing bad shit, there are tons of clubs never in the news. That again was from C. Joy. A lot of people come from that angle. A lot of people, especially independents. One thing I do find disturbing. I don't know if it's the sign of the times, what it is. And I actually brought it up on the round table about how you see a lot of bikers, independent bikers, motorcycle enthusiasts, how they turn to other platforms like the Biker Revolution, as they proudly proclaims it. And that's an organization called the Abiding Association. They proclaim that they're law-abiding, that they have nothing to do with anything, and I call BS. To your point of not having to vent a prospect, that's a little concerning. little concerning. Because if you don't vent a, pro a prospect, and you have to remember... These people are going to be around your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, nephews, whatever. What if you let a pedophile slip in? What if you let a sex offender slip in? So I don't think that argument right there holds a lot of water. I really don't. You have to know who you're dealing with. 
as far as the undercover stuff is concerned, you had them interview an undercover cop, still had all his gear on. You said, don't give him anything to report. The Mongols recently had the patch case. And the whole club was recoed. It was, I think it was a civil. If they had all this to report, why wasn't that included? You had stuff from the past that was reported, but nothing really current. Was there some stupid stuff said in that video? Yeah. But at the same time, you got to understand when they do put undercovers into a club, they have to find something. And most of the time, what you're going to find is an undercover instigating everything. That's just the plain truth. You've actually had some undercover cops said they were going to choose the club over the law enforcement agency that they worked for. So there's that. And I get it. I'm not going to bash anybody for what their thoughts are. I'm just not going to do that. You can't be continually in the news for bad shit if you stop doing bad shit because there are tons of clubs never in the news. I see your point. There, I can see your point. And that's one thing. Insane Throttle is biker news. And hey, a lot of clubs don't like it. The fact being, though, it's an international type of deal, and I talked about this before. Yeah, you see a lot of things happening, but it's just not in one country. It's in different countries. Because there are followers of the biker news in those countries. At the same time, though, you're right. You can't be in the news. You can't be on the front page. And you especially can't blame those who bring it to light. You can't. The, you're in the news. Well, you're propagated. You're, that's what this is. We're a news deal. Editorial, opinion, whatever it is. That's the way it is. Don't be in the news. That I can understand. At the same time, what I can't understand is you didn't put in there about how cops are in the news. That's one thing everybody's forgetting here. They're not putting that side of the story out. Now, I think like Black Dragon said, there should be some kind of PR or something from a club. As soon as something happens, boom, the PR machine goes into place. Very true stuff right there. So hopefully that's my point of view, C-Joy, on this, what your question was. Now, to little Paul, why the f are they trying? 
When the fucking time, what, when did, uh, bikers give a hell about what the media had to say about them? Please tell me when. I would have to say when the internet was invented. Because something can happen in L.A. and within minutes it's all over the world. Like it or not, there has to be some pushback on media. You have to be able to get your side of the story out because if you don't, regular citizens are watching this stuff and those citizens sit on a jury. They're the ones that make the law. Public relations is huge. Most of the clubs haven't come into the 21st century. They have to be able to get their side out, and until they do, there's always going to be this stigma around them when a few bad apples, you know, the ones that she didn't buy into, but the cops, you know, forget about them. You know, they had bad apples, but it didn't matter. Until they try to speak out like they did here and got totally screwed, at least they were trying to do the right thing by saying, hey, this is what we're about. There were agreed upon questions in that, in the Sons of Silence part, because we didn't know about the two other clubs, but you can definitely see we were all talking behind the scenes. I was talking as far as NCOM and all that good stuff, how to get that side out, and then the clubs handled their own thing. But you're not going to know that because it was a background talk. But bikers do got to start caring. Because if they don't, it's just going to continue and get worse. And again, yeah, I get it. Clubs don't do themselves any favors. They don't sometimes. But that's on them. I would get the club their side of the story out if I was them. Because that goes to the next one from Joseph Ward. Control the media, control the public. That's the first thing that any movement needs to do. You're so correct on that. Goes on to say that's what the media does and it's working, so flip the fucking script. There has been no better time to do something like that than now. You got a lot of biker creators. Hell. NCOC could put out on social media. If they're the PR arm for the clubs, then get out on social media, start your own stuff, and work in conjunction with everybody else, and you can get your message out to the general public. Because it's kind of a catch-22 here. On one hand, everybody's saying, we don't care what everybody thinks. 
But on the other hand, when hit pieces come out, everybody's like, well, wait a second here. Now we're pissed. You have to find that happy median and able to get something done. Like I was trying to tell the round table, mainstream media does not have the following anymore. You to look at some of their ratings. Hell, they think one million viewers is a great thing. Hell, you got creators that do that almost on a daily. You got Tim Pool out there, all these other independent journalists, they do it on the daily. So that's telling me that people are going to third parties because they can't trust the media. So this is a perfect time right now to do something. It was asked, what can clubs do to win against the media? Well, it's time to use the tools available to them to fight back. I get it, behind the scenes stuff always has to happen. But at the same time, you do got to get your story out to the general public. Because until that happens, they're always going to go to a history channel. They're always going to go to a Nat Geo channel. When the whole time they could come to you straight for your side. Some very interesting questions, a lot of good debate with them questions and statements. The only one I would say that concerns me, man, is the venom of the prospects. Because you could get a pedophile in there. Or you could get somebody in there that doesn't have the club's best interest. So that's the only one I'm like, what? Why? Wouldn't you want to know that kind of stuff? You'd want to know who is supposedly your brother, right? You don't want to be five years in, and next thing you find out, dude has a rap sheet for sex offenses on him. That just makes everybody look bad. And there's other discussions you can get into down them lines, and maybe that'd be some you know video later on, where... Are the clubs venom people? I know it's so hard right now because many people are turned off by clubs. They don't want nothing to do with club life. A whole different generation coming in. So I get it. You want to get whoever you can, why you can, to try to make your organization viable still. I get it. At what cost? That's the question. But as far as biker news, this don't change our trajectory. We're still doing what we want to do. Still informing everybody. That's what a news aggregator does. Uh, HarleyLiberty.com, same thing. So that ain't changing. You know, we know a lot of people don't like it, but a lot of people find it informative. 
They like it in one spot. And that's basically the way it is. You know, we tried to do something good with Ned Geo. They turned around, pulled our pants down, and screwed us. Yeah, myself, I can't speak for anybody else that was talking with them. Yeah, they gave us a friggin' bone, man. There's another, no way of other than saying that. Lesson learned is what it is. Won't happen again. We're going to produce our own stuff from now on. We'll do our own docos. That's it. We're done with them, I can tell you that. Uh, just sad state of affairs because there was a lot of good stuff that could come out of it. But hey, it is what it is. We'll be back to regular biker news tomorrow. A lot of good stuff happening and a lot of toy runs. Lots of that. A lot of kids are going to be happy because they got presents and stuff. And that's because of bikers and clubs right there. So what do you guys think? Let me know in the description box. We're on Roku TV, Fire TV. Get on over there. It's free to add to your devices. And then, of course, go over to Google Play. We're working on iOS right now. And get the uh, Insane Throttle Radio app 24-7. Listen to Morning Hoot. Rocking with Hollywood Live. And if you don't have any of those, you can go to InsaneThrottleTV.com. And that will let you listen live to everything. Talk to you later. Rock on. To the extent that pending criminal matters are discussed on this website or YouTube channel, all such charges are merely accusations and all defendants are presumed innocent until and unless proven guilty in a court of law.
Howdy, folks. Howdy, folks. I'm Black Dragon, and welcome to another edition of Black Dragon Biker TV. And tonight, we are on the round table with all of our good friends. We've got Tank and Dirty and a Yo. guest, a uh, new TikTok sensation, D-Lo, Danny <laughs> D-Lo. What's up, man? Welcome to the what show. up? What up? Tick-a-tocky. <laughs> Welcome I'm trying to, to be a YouTube sensation. Yeah. <laughs> you got to show more skin. Weren't <laughs> no, yeah, baby no. gap shirts like me? No. No, you're just a weirdo. You love it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I wish I could be like you. Not really. Not really. You can't. I can't wear shirts that small, man. They fit. Only your dick can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> now my unit's famous. <laughs> Righty. So uh we already have uh we already have uh issues over here. I was trying to um go uh live simulcast on my uh uh on oh there it is, it's working. Aha, all right, and now we are live. Uh do you really want to stop broadcasting? No. Okay, so finally. We're live on all our platforms, the Dragon's Lair, Motorcycle Chaos, and here we are, and everybody, we got Hollywood from Insane Throttle. Hollywood, how you doing, man? What's up, buddy? And we got Wild on Twos uh, from Wild on Twos' YouTube channel. Wild on Twos is responding to a insult we got. We were called the Zoom crew by somebody, and we don't use Zoom. We use StreamYard. We're the StreamYard crew. Get it right. StreamYard, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <laughs> We have Tank and Dirty from Biker's Life Podcast. What's up, men? What's going on, man? Oh, and we've got the dark one in the corner there. Shaggy, one percenter. What's up, Shaggy? Oh, it's going to be a great show, and uh, it's going to be a very bad show for the... Uh, but we'll just get to it. <laughs> All right. So, a so, uh, little background here. So... <sighs> For so many years, uh, and as long as I've been doing this, it's so difficult to uh, get motorcycle clubs to do anything. I mean, anything at all with um, uh, media. And that includes me. And there's a good reason why that is. Uh, because media uh, has managed to screw over. News and media has managed to screw over. Uh, they do what makes money, what sells, and what sells, for whatever reason, is uh, this this sensationalism about how bad motorcycle clubs are, this kind of thing. Uh, and so we, you know, I I have a uh, I have a thing where I say we we need to deal with them, but Hollywood uh, has had uh, an experience that has been so negative it caused him to have to put out a an apology kind of video and uh some of the others of you have seen this thing he got in touch with uh he got in bed kind of with um uh national geographics you would think that's a an a1 kind of organization uh, and I'll tell us a little more about it but he uh used his contacts and his and people that he knows to bring some major clubs on into this uh this thing that he was invited in and there were certain assurances made, and none of that stuff was kept. And what the media did with what Hollywood 
the difference between what he thought he was going to get and what has happened lets us know that these folks uh, are not trustworthy. It's and not that. They don't have any fucking respect for us. They don't have any respect for the fact that we fought for our country. We are free Americans. We choose to live our life the way we want to. And they have the audacity to say the shit about us that they said. This fight has just begun. I was on the phone with Double D. Um, this is going all the goddamn way. All right. We're, we're going to get to in just a second. I, I got a call from this one first thing. What was it? One o'clock in the morning or something? When I, he called I, I don't know, man. I was pretty hot. I, I, that, pretty that, hot. I, I got him right after that. So him and I spoke for like <laughs> Yeah, this morning. Uh, then hey, I... Uh, then I called hey. over to uh, the UK, and I was uh, Shaggy's already called me. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! So, um, I've I've always been. Uh, uh, well, let's just let's just cut to the point. Hollywood, bring us in the narrative, break us in, let us know what has happened. I know you've done a video about it, but for for my viewers uh, uh, and the viewers of the roundtable, kind of bring everybody up to speed, and let's kind of move from there. Oh, there's another one coming out tomorrow. Anyway. Uh... We were contacted by National Geographic. They got our information uh, from somebody else. I'm not talking about which clubs or any of that stuff. And we got in the conversation about bikers, motorcycle clubs, biker rights, NCOM, and all that type of stuff. And the first three months, because this wasn't an overnight deal, man. This was uh, a long conversation. And my biggest uh, bitch during the whole thing was how the cops were, how they fed everybody uh, false narratives about cops. And they said, well, you know what? We're really interested in telling that story. And I said, okay, I'll uh, pass you on to somebody and you guys can talk. And that was off the impression that it was going to be about biker rights and NCOM and the good that clubs do put their side of the story out. And we were all under the impression it was going to be an episode of just one club. And it turned out to be totally different than what we were told. I know the club had negotiations with them in that... Uh, show you can actually hear her say there was questions agreed upon beforehand and she took it in a whole different freaking direction than we were even she cut up an hour conversation of mine and put it in three sentences so it was a pretty bad uh, they made gangland look like freaking the heroes right now well first off they made you look like uh, clubs bend to your will and uh, uh, basically, they're like, uh, hey, uh, uh, why are they letting us in? And it's just because I asked them to. Well, you told me er you know, earlier when I talked to you how that transpired. That was actually off the uh, a question they asked about. Income. Uh, Income. Uh, you know, this was we, a hit piece. Me and the other guy was talking about because uh, Encom was going to be public. And I asked them if they could come, if they were going to show the good about clubs, you know, because they were talking about why is clubs killing this and that. I was like, go to NCOM. You'll see everybody working together. And that's where she took that from. She better not show up to NCOM. 
<laughs> so Hollywood, you know, what did you expect? What was what was your expectation? Expectation was covering. Uh, we didn't know two other clubs were involved in this thing. We thought it was going to be a standalone. It was going to be a doc about bikers, our side of the story. And that's the way they strung us around for three or four months that we were going to be able to get our side of the story out. Didn't happen that way. Profiling was talked about. And I see she even put Waco in there because we went uh, in depth about Waco, how bad it got in Texas afterwards. Look, she never discussed profiling. She never discussed Waco. They just showed uh, uh, the fighting and the shooting of Waco. Waco, I watched that twice. NCOM, NCOC, never mentioned. It was all about how we were a bunch of gang members, were a bunch of criminals, were a bunch of drug runners, were a bunch of drug dealers. Uh, we extortion, murdered the whole nine yards. And it was, they interviewed three clubs. And they tried to, uh, actually, they interviewed two clubs and then a bunch of fucking cops afterwards. Got they never right. really interviewed the Mongols. They interviewed they- a guy... Wearing yeah. Mongols colors, wearing his rings, the tattoos, all nine yards, and then they introduce him as a, 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 a law enforcement officer who has infiltrated three other one percent clubs, being the Warlocks, the Vagos, and the Mongols. And he was still a full patch member, which means this was recorded last year because uh, they, they fucked up and put some dates on there, right? Uh, with their uh, um, deal on Hulu. And it says when it was air recorded and, and all that stuff like that. So this is a year old. Um, uh, so um, this dude, they must have pulled out already because they showed his face. He was proud, loud and proud. He was just so, so boasting about how he screwed the club. You know, he was doing what he was doing. And, um, you know, uh, it was a definite one side, almost government run narrative to de- de- deface everything one percenters stand for. One of the comments that really pissed me off that makes absolutely no sense is she pulled one of the cartel guys over, asked him why you know they deal with one percent clubs, and he, he kind of acted a little scared. He said, man, one percent clubs are really ruthless. Let me explain something. One percent clubs actually have a line they won't cross, no matter how bad, whatever, how, par- how far they're pushed. Um, uh, just from facts of what I've read and researched, and oh, it's on the news constantly when I live in Arizona, New Mexico, the cartels, there ain't a line they won't cross by any means necessary. And that's a proven fact. The drugs are still coming across the border. The sex trafficking is still happening. People are still being brought in here illegally. It's all being run by the cartels, right? The cartels are very well organized. They know what the fuck they're doing. They're, 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 they're not... They are not dumb by no means. The criminal activity that was talked about uh, uh, would, one, the cartels ain't going to talk about that shit. I don't give a fuck how much stuff they got on their faces, right? The other thing, too, is uh, the one percenter they supposedly interviewed where they changed his voice, blacked out his bike, all stuff like that. He made a comment that really shocked me if he was a real true one percenter, which was she asked him, why are you doing this interview? And he said, well, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But he started out with saying, I do this because I like to make money. Well, um, 
I, I, I've met brothers with bad attitudes and think that they're sometimes above everybody else type of thing, but they would never say that in regards to their club on camera, no matter how covered up they are, because I, just like uh, me and a few brothers were talking uh, about recognizing our brothers and knowing our brothers, I could tell who my brother is from looking behind him. I, if he's got his face covered up and he's pulling into the uh, a cold event, you know, where we're all bundled up, I know who that brother is. So you could cover your face all you want to. They know who the fuck you were. I think he was an actor or a fed. There's no way he was a one percenter. The cartel guys running away, actor or fed. There's no way they were cartel. These organizations ain't that goddamn stupid. One and two. Um, I have never seen such misrepresentation when it comes to the illegal activity they were trying to accuse us of. Well, I mean, I'll take a deep breath and let you all respond. If you if you notice, Shaggy, I mean, one of the things she was like uh, right towards the end was, I finally got you know to what I was looking for. Yes, I it's finally like, got like, the connection between the cartels yeah, yeah. and the one percenters. Bullshit. Yeah. You know, suddenly, oh, I, I found the one small little thing here, and now that everybody's complicit. What the fuck, man? So I'm going to say this. I want to start this off positively because there was two positive things that happened. One, what was um, that? The uh, uh, national pre- international president of Vagos, uh, 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 Bigfoot, represented the Mongols very well. His responses to her questions were, that was were very well. Rep- the Vagos, yeah, represented uh, uh, his the one percenter side to, to his answers very well. Uh, I really liked his, his uh, analogy about um, you know some of the laws in the United States are pretty stupid. Some guy disrespects you; it's not against the law, but hey, we think that's a stupid law because we can't punch him in the mouth. Well, we're going to punch him in the mouth anyway, and we're willing to deal with the consequences because we know this is what we signed up for. Absolutely, one hundred percent, one percent. You know that that's that's the mentality. You're not going to disrespect me and just get away with it. There's going to be consequences, right? Loved how he did that. The other thing too is when she starts asking him about murder, and she uh, he says, "Yeah, well, you guys have been known to kill all these people." And he goes, "Well, you know, sometimes um, a couple guys will go at it, or a couple of clubs will go at it, and and somebody dies. It, it happens in his lifestyle. We're, we're not choir boys type of mentality, right?" And, and he's right. Uh, and then when she starts pressing him about the dope again, and he's like, "Look, I don't know everything." my brothers do. I, I, I don't, I don't know what jobs they do. I, I know my brothers, but I, I, I don't know every aspect of their life. A, and they're my brothers. I don't judge them. They do what they do. But for an organization that's so disorganized, you're trying to tell me that we're an organized uh, drug ring. It's preposterous. It's impossible. It never happened. And he said, even if it was true, I wouldn't admit that shit on camera. Add the Insane Throttle TV app on Roco now. Get content not seen on our other platforms. No censorship, no PC. Only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roco TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. But it's still, it's, it's not true. It's a preposterous. Vogel's representing himself well. Well, when they went to Sturgis and that whole thing where they, they call Hollywood up and, hey, man, can you hook us up with somebody up here? I've, we've been trying to go around and yada, yada, yada. They cut back to her being in with the, the uh, senior law enforcement official up there in, in uh, Sturgis. And she's telling this, this 
cop. Hey, I'm trying to get in with these guys, trying to learn about them, trying to talk with them. And he says, man, it ain't going to happen, but good luck. Right? She, had an, <laughs> she had an invite for months before she even went into that. <clears throat> well, so she goes and gets goes to the Sons, um, Sons of Silence campground. And I'm going to tell you what, the Sons of Silence, the whole club really showed professionalism. Um, two, uh, bore a, a Sons of Silence bore one percenter, Sons of Silence Cody one percenter. They represented the one percent world, the Sons of Silence, the motorcycle club community at the, the classiest and most highest regards in everything they did, the way they answered the questions, the, the gotcha shit she tried to pull on them, the race card she pulled on them, the whole nine yards. And those men, and I called Moore last night, and I told him this exact thing. Cody did absolutely responded way better than I would have. I would have took major offense and, and went high and right. That man really has – I have the utmost respect for, for him. Uh, I, I know the guy. I've met him. He's a great dude. Uh, but as a professional 1% biker in a club that fights so hard to unify the clubs and, and – push income and really keep that train rolling that club she tried so hard to fucking uh trick bag them and put them in a bad light they weren't having it and it was awesome she tried to trick bag and put the Vogels in a bad light they weren't having it so when she i think what happened is she realized she was interviewing real clubbers real one percenters she's interviewing the real deal and not getting what she wanted to, so what did she do? Went to the to, to law enforcement, and I think they got actors. And then they painted the lifestyle that I fight so hard to keep going into the future, try to change the narrative the public has of us, and just painted us worse than the cartels, worse than these, these uh, gangland, I mean, just blowing buildings up and, and, and just... It was ridiculous, man. It was absolutely ridiculous. And what pisses me off worse is this is an international fucking show because it's on Hulu. Everybody's got Wi-Fi. This just went over the entire world in 30 microseconds and represented every 1% club because they kept saying it. Her the, the, uh, and, and the cops and, and all the infiltrators kept saying every 1% club in the United States is a criminal organization. They deal drugs. They mule drugs. They d deal in prostitution. They do murder. They do this. And it's like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You interviewed two real clubs, and then you followed around guys that were infiltrators. Um, if you notice, Shaggy, if you look at the second episode with uh, Sons of Silence, you can tell we were on a different wavelength. We didn't know... We had it all set up with the questions, everything. So it was a total different deal, everybody thought. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, each, you know, time, each time there's a, obviously we know it's going to be for views, you know. I mean, that's what she's in there for is to entertain and to get views and uh, ratings for her. So then National Geographic's going to like her to right or wrong. Uh, but at the end of the day, like what we are kind of want to talk about here is like, where do we go forward, right? And I'm going to tell you where we're going to go forward. Right, hold on, Shaggy. Hold on, Shaggy. All right. Uh, but where we're going to go forward in general, you got to do the same similar thing, right? Luckily, now there's social media like uh, Hollywood. You can do your own freaking movie 
sell it to someone to play and do a documentary of what you know that you have to do rewrite the narrative and is it pretty hard yeah it's fucking hard well you we know? cut uh we no, cut a deep it's not hard no i'm saying to battle i mean overall it's gonna be to show it to the masses in regards to get the because they're gonna throw something right back at it that you just got to keep going with it but the whole thing is to rewrite the narrative and show what majority of the percentages yeah there's bad apples and everywhere you go and people act differently. And there's, I mean, trust me, my background, some people know my background a little bit. And I was more involved, with, like I say, like organized uh, group, right? Uh, and it's totally different than a biker community. Totally, totally, totally different. Like you said about the lines being crossed and everything. Totally different. And um, But going forward, that's where you have to look at. You know, you, you, have, you can be pissed at that. But it's like, okay, what do we do as a whole, as a community? From It screws not only bikers, right? It screws the motorcycle enthusiasts. Anyone riding with a vest or cut or anything on RC is going to be affected by that because civilians don't know, you know, they might look at someone with a little RC club and they think that they're just going to view them the same way as the Sons of Silence, just because media, they, they tie everybody together. So everybody, it should be for everybody from independence. Everybody should matter here in regards of making the, the community itself look good. So... So to answer, what's the next step? The next step I already took um, when uh, the show started uh, or was getting going, uh, and then uh, I kind of blacked myself out and muted my phone. I was on the phone with, with uh, Double D from the NCOC, and this is a, a very important thing for everybody to know and listen to. Listen very carefully. After Waco, the NCOC was created. The clubs met in Colorado. Uh, they decided that they need to get their narrative out and and defend the bikers that were going through what they were going through in Waco. And the NCOC has grown into a very big, uh, not very big, but a very well um, attended, very well um, structured as far as all the clubs trying to be represented. 1% and, and uh, uh, OMC and 99%, right? MCs. And the entire reason... For the NCOC is to is this very exact thing to get our narrative out right and uh, there are some steps that, that we're going to take for one uh, tomorrow uh, we have our, our meeting and in the meeting I'm going to kind of play out what happened in this video and give everybody the direction on where to go to watch this video and then the following week we're going to discuss where we're going to go from there um, the NCOC is the front line for getting in front of the media. We're the guys picked throughout the United States to represent uh, uh, clubs in our state and in our regions for when shit like Waco happens, shit like this this show happens, where it paints us, you know, um, as as nothing more than a bunch of evil deviants that have nothing more on our mind than rape, pillaging, murder, you know, treating people like shit. Um, the things that that we, we were accused of in this, right? Um, I said in my, my video that I did today that this fight has only begun and I will take it as far as I can legally take it. Well, that's where the NCOC comes in. That's where NCOM comes in. This is what these two organizations um, do for the MC community, do for the independent community, do for the motorcycle club community as a whole. This is what everybody's been wondering all these years. Well, what do these two organizations do for us? Right here is what we do. You know, um, 
you can't go out. I mean, if I went out and defamed any one of you guys, you could throw a lawsuit at me. And if you can prove it, well, of course, video's playing and it's, it's recording. Uh, me defaming any of you guys can sue me. I lose in court. Guess what? You're, you're going to own whatever I own until I can pay you off, right? Just because National Geographic's trying to play the press thing, um, they can't go out and defame, uh, 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 do what they did. They can't do that, right? That that was, and it really bothers me because Nat Geo is really good about their factual reporting, their equality in reporting. Uh, their beginning biker documentaries were very, very fair, I thought. Um, and this, this, the shit they, they put out there, First off, we should, uh, Hollywood, did you know the title of, of her show, which is uh, um, uh, Traffickers or Trafficking? Did even, you know that? We didn't, we didn't even know that it was supposed to be in a series like that. We thought it was going to be a standalone video talking about bikers and bikers' rights, man. That's what we thought. And it took, it took me a while the, to find contract it. with them. What's did up? The, did you sign the contract with them and the MDAs and all that? Yeah, we signed that stuff, and not anywhere in there did it say trafficking. Right, but there, there, there's a all of with these reality, with these groups, and it says that they have the right to edit anything they want and play it up. Trust me, I know well, that we know that that we know us sons, everybody signed it, uh, but there was nothing about it going to be in a format of trafficking. Yeah. That is what surprised us all. That's why I went off on that trailer. Everything it was like. What the hell's going on here? None of us knew. They wouldn't return our phone calls. They wouldn't return our emails. Everybody was after them. And then all of a sudden it drops. Well, you know, a lot of people I had we talked were, to between we were, yesterday we, and today hadn't seen it yet. And, we were uh, supposed to get the rights of first review, and it never happened. Well, that's that's seldom ever going to happen. Um, but if you've got it in the contract, that's really... Uh, screwed up that they didn't didn't do that you know right. i call, i called uh uh big bone and i, I was asking if he was going to be on here tonight and I, I see he wasn't able to make it but i told him he needs to watch that show because you know this affects the black side of the house this affects the white side this affects every one of us every one of us well somebody said in the comments uh a little bit further up um uh, that she said you could uh right here uh hell when she said it's easy to find all the one percenters because they wear their patches on their back. Then she showed a CVMA patch. Yeah. yeah. One of my brothers, like everyone with a patch is a one percenter. This this is it, it well, here's here's the problem we didn't we also didn't know. It's National Geographic, I guess, subs from Muck TV, which is her production company. So National Geographic is the distributor. And that's who what we thought we were getting, but it actually came from her right. production. It's like I told you, like you can, you and I can, and all of us can make our own documentary and sell it to a distributor like Nat Geo. You can sell it to Discovery. Uh, you can go to the festivals, and they'll someone will purchase your documentary or your movie. Uh, and that's what she did. And then it's like a Trump, right? They brand his name doesn't mean he fucking owns a building. They just brand his name, and that's what they did with Nat, uh, Nat Geo. I think we're more upset because we went through months of negotiations on this and the club as well did. They had everything set in stone. They had the questions ready to go and it 
just got flipped. And we were like, what, what the fuck is this? Well, you know, I understand your point about being kind of backdoored the way you were. And, and man, I really didn't understand before what you were talking about. And, I, and like I told you, you know, earlier when I talked to you, maybe I, I had something, I was at work and I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, but, you know, to me, that's a mood point. You know, that's, that's what media does. I think everything that we're trying to do with this round table, everything, I even go as far as saying everything that social ghosts are trying to do and everything that, that, that cop, you know, finger Johnson's trying to do and all these other people that are trying to promote the MC culture, you know, for the most part, it's, it's for a good reason. Tore, wow. this, this, this video tore every bit of that apart because people are going to be watching this shit thinking, man, these guys talk about how much fun and shit it is. And actually they're out there. What's fun to them is out there killing people and out there dealing drugs and out there, you know, ruining our society and out there doing all these other things. Well, you know, I can't accept that. And, and this is a fight that, uh, um, you know, I don't back away from a fight. I don't back away away from uh, being pissed well, what, in the corner. And, and um, hey, ain't nobody seen pissed off yet. One thing that we got over them is we got a band of creators with enough audience to get out our message. And that's something I we... I don't care about our audience. That, the audience ain't going to be able to help us. We and the NCOC and INCOM have to go directly at them. They are the ones responsible for the things that they edited and the things that they said and how they portrayed us as clubbers. They are going to answer for that. Well, they're going to answer. answer. They got to answer. for Our audience, all they can do is support us, Hollywood. We now, as bikers, this is the time when we have to come together. One percenters, especially across the board, because I'm telling you right now, there is no goddamn way that they are as they were portrayed. I've been around this lifestyle too long. I would, uh, uh, I, I, it would be too prevalent. This is ridiculous, especially with the cartel shit. Well, and then you throw the cartel stuff in there, and that that makes it even worse because now um, we're beyond domestic terrorists, right? Now we enter the terrorist because the Patriot Act covers all of that, right? Once you start dealing with other countries, gangs, and stuff like that, Shaggy, there's feedback. Shaggy, you hey, me. Hello. Talk, Shaggy. Hello. Yeah, there's feedback. Let's see if I can't read it out. Yeah, I'm here. Check it out. I've been hearing all kinds of stuff the whole time. <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? Oh, my God. The music just turns me on. Get in the mood now by downloading the Insane Throttle Radio app from Google Play for Android Now. Rock on. What me, I told you. Keep talking. It wasn't me. Hello? Keep talking. Keep talking. You were saying something. Keep talking. Oh, well, um, damn it. Uh, uh, the way after they couldn't get the Vagos and they couldn't get the Suns, um, the way they portrayed everything after that, it was pushed by 
law enforcement narrative, Nat Geo or this uh, um, um, Mariana Van Zeller narrative. It was a whole. I have got to connect the uh, cartels with the one percenters to prove that these guys are running the drugs. They're causing the problems. They're do. They're bringing this terrorist activity into our country and then pushing it into our people. Right. I want to. I want to hear D'Lo. I was getting ready to say that D'Lo. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So D'Lo yeah, is a. We got to uh, wake him up. D'Lo is a TikTok star. He's. Uh, Big on TikTok, and uh, he's uh, come over to our show, um, and he's building his YouTube and Instagram. So, uh, you know, you guys, I want you guys to make sure to go over and check him out over there uh, on TikTok. I'd like to have it. I've got a TikTok. I want to make it bigger and better. So, uh, Danny, you come from uh, you come from the club scene. Um, you know, give me give us your opinion of this. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen the video or not, but no, unfortunately, I haven't. I haven't seen the show. I was actually trying to uh, watch it yesterday, and I didn't get the chance to. But I mean, it's it, look, man. This this shit shouldn't even be. No, I lost him. And I mean, there, there you're back. The, the the media the media the media has been fucking with us, MC guys. They they've been they they've been portraying a certain view of us. The whole rip. So I mean, really, this shit ain't new at all, man. I get, I get why people be mad, but you should have expected that. You shouldn't even dealt with them, in my opinion. I couldn't yeah. agree with you more. That's what I got uh, to say, D'Lo, uh, and what you said is a fact. You know, we've seen what they did with the ganglands. We we've seen what they did with, um, you know, yeah. in search of you know, the uh, the way they've always tried to portray the angels and the outlaws and, and the Mongols and, and all these other clubs of pagans, you know, back in the day, how they really try to portray those guys. They take a, one or two incidents and they blow it up into this massive, you know, yeah. Rico style thing. Right. Um, and they've always done that. I yeah. really, and though, what, what really set yep. me off though is I really did not expect it to go to the level. This is the, the worst level I have ever seen. I mean, right. the ganglands, they really painted the clubs bad. Hey, they murdered this guy, and they got busted for this drugs. And right. know, Clubs aren't immune to that. I mean, it, shit happens in our past. It, it's not very prevalent as right. much today, this day and age. But the level National Geographic took it to, and this Mariana Van Zeller took this to, that's what bothers me. I mean, it was purposely. Yeah, I get it, man. You know, and they're and they're gonna keep doing it. Like in media, it's just like journalists. They're gonna stretch anything they can. The only thing to do is just like anyone says, if you want to do it, do it right. Do it yourself. And if we can do something ourselves, yep. I mean, that's the only thing you can really do. Because well, I, I disagree with that. But we haven't heard from Dirty. Dirty, what do you got to say, man? He's well, hungover. What's that? There's a year hungover. <laughs> yeah. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, you know, it, you know, D'Lo hit it right on the head, man. I mean, what do we really expect? I mean, bike bikers and motorcycle clubs, regardless of you know whether a diamond club or not, they're not sexy to the public. They're not a story unless we're fucking up, unless we're going yep. out there causing mayhem. I mean, I could spin this camera around and a whole fucking pile of toys. Nobody would give a rat's ass about it. But if another one of my fucking brothers right now punched a guy at a local fucking bar, it's going to make the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it is, man. Yep. I mean, I, 
you know, we could bitch and moan all we want, but I mean, at the end of the fucking day, I don't think there's a whole lot we can do about it because that's that's what sells, and that's why we're on TV, and that's why maybe even half these people are listening to my voice right now because they want to hear the dirt and they let people love gossip, man. If it leads, it leads. You know, well, most most people are attracted to our lifestyle, you know, and that's yeah. why they follow all of us. Yeah. Well, and they, they you don't know, I think like what what Wild on Two said, I think is the is the correct thing, man. If a bunch of us can get together, I mean, we got the following between all of us, between on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, on all these different platforms. We all get together, put a little bit of bread together, club wise and non club wise, and creators put our money together and do our own fucking show. You know, I mean, who well, cares who gets the recognition, but put the real deal thing out there, you know, almost kind of like what uh, that guy Chris is doing that that we had on the show uh, last night. Biker dad. There you go. Yeah. Kind of like what he's doing. You know, maybe he'd be a good guy to talk to about it. You know, do our own. So fucking, that's been tried. Do our that's own actually, thing. That's actually been tried. And uh, um, the, one of the first clubs that I've seen do it uh, were the Hessians. The Hessians had their own documentary done, and it's a very well done uh, club. You know, the club narrative. The guy that that did, did that documentary does a lot of biker documentaries, and uh, right. you know, he, he guarantees it's going to be what the club wants the narrative to be, right? Right. Uh, but he also kind of makes it fair. Hey, back in the sixties and seventies, you guys got in trouble for this, and they interviewed law enforcement. You know. Um, and uh, they've done other documentaries. They've done uh, Sin City. Uh, they've done uh, uh, what uh, the biker yeah, lifestyles. What they call now? You know, now the cool thing is a lot of people do the individual uh, documentaries, right? Yeah. We have a nice mix of people, different cultures, races, ethnic backgrounds, religions. Now yeah. we got all these people now. I mean, like you, it, it can be more immersive of like traveling the country type of thing. All different, you know, clubs, races. Exactly. Um, and the, the well, more you do it, the more prevalent it will be, right? The more TV shows that they show that it's, it looks like Sons of Anarchy, Mayans, whatever. I don't, I don't, I've never seen that. Right. That, you see, and that, that's that's the way I see it. You know, I mean, let's face it, man. You know, I, I always get a kick out of guys that you can always tell the guys that ain't been in this world very long when they, they talk about all of us one percenters getting together. Look, that's never going to happen. So let's just stop bullshitting each other. But if we could do the show where you can go to different states and sit down and have a meet and greet with each dominant club and, and put these shows out there and put them on the show and show them the good things that they're doing, you know, around the whole country. That would be the, that would be the best way to do it. You know, instead good of good news, don't like sell. You were saying. Good news, yeah, don't but, sell. But we can sell it. I mean, it doesn't you're mean right. It. You're absolutely right. Unfortunately. Yeah. But we can just sell. And that's all. I mean, that's the, that's the best we can do. That's the best we can do. And you so, can go do the legal part. Right. Uh, I don't mind working on the other part. Sell, but adventure sells and excitement sells. Yeah. And right. Traveling across country sells. Yeah. And riding on motorcycle sells. And the lifestyle that we have sells. Yeah. But that yeah. don't sell as well as blood sells. Uh, well, uh, maybe we wow. need to show some of us having wrecks. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, is, you know. Go ahead. I'm going to pass on that show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're kind of. It's kind of inherent within the biker culture and with motorcycle clubs that we we keep private, and that that private that very right. privacy when they want to know our business because they think that we're immediately talking about crimes and we're talking about sex trafficking and drugs and and who we're going to fuck over right. next when we're really just protecting our our club we're protecting who we are I mean that's that's our shit we don't need to tell anybody else they don't need to know our private business 
And so what do they do is the media right. will seek, seek out the people who have been in the lifestyle and have seen it. And unfortunately, those are the ones that have infiltrated it. I mean, you go back to Jaybird, I'm a fucking shithead Dobbins uh, with this whole Hell Angel, Hell's Angels thing. You look at Billy McQueen, you know, with the whole Mongols thing. I mean, fucking Billy McQueen, he even admitted it in himself in his book that, that he was thinking about leaving the ATF and, uh, and and becoming part of the Mongols and, like, leaving the whole that whole world and becoming a, a one percenter. And so, you know, even those guys are attracted to it. I mean, like, you know, people are attracted to the lifestyle. Yeah. And our silence yeah. hurts us. I mean, and, and also Americans don't want – they don't want to project, like, they when they, they hear the – a biker, right? They have their picture of what a biker looks like. Uh, they don't want to see old Tank with a little teddy bear on his lap, you know, riding with you know something all cutesy wootsy because that's not like you know, what people want. Tank ain't cutesy wootsy. <laughs> that's a new well, fucking word. Whatever I'm I want, cutesy wootsy. Right. So, <laughs> so not B- BD will freaking censor me all the time if I keep cursing. So uh, one thing I want to make clear here, though, um, the uh, you know, Dilo, you, you have. A real good point about the clubs not united. Uh, I, I've been a part of the SEAL, uh, INCOM for seven, eight years now. I've, I've been on the NCC for almost two years. Um, I will say this. I have got to sit down uh, at a table and break bread and hear stories and conversation with uh, at the NCOC and several diamond clubs. Uh, and it was history making, you know, because yep. I've been in this lifestyle 21 years. And I've seen a lot right. of shit, man. So it's like... Uh, it was really historical for me, and then I was approached with the club. I you know because of the club I'm in, uh, two of the, right. the clubs that I was sitting uh, with, my club was at war with for a lot of years, and they uh, everybody kept coming to me and thought they'd never see that right, and, and it right. was really a, a, a privilege to be a part of that. Now, we're, we're, no doubt about it, we're getting closer right now. For we sure. are. Uh, the thing is, is uh, this is. Uh, a pretty much, you know, putting the spotlight on the organization that, that I try to represent the best I can and the, the organization that I really, truly believe in their narrative, which is the NCOC and, and their PR committee that I'm on. It's our responsibility to react and and react in a positive manner on issues and situations like this. This is why it was created. Yeah. And this yeah. is time for the income guys and the COCs to come to, together in each one of the states and watch this video and get their narrative out there because um, this could really hurt what a lot of us are even doing this for. I, I could really care less about this. This is cannon fodder to me, but it's important enough to me that this is something that we have to fight because if we don't make a stand now, it's going to continue. This went yep. to a level that the, the, the news media has never gone before. I mean, it really did. Right. I, I've watched every gangland. I watched all the shit they did with the, the, the uh, mafia. You know, I read the books. I, that stuff's really important because snitches like yeah, they've, they've never once tried to put the one percent club life with um, you know um, different organizations across the border. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they've never really tried to do that until now. And well, and, and the thing is, is they were by their reporting was successful at doing it. That's right. the issue I have. Um, the the other thing too is they called two of the motorcycle clubs inadvertently. They, they, they called two of the motorcycle clubs that they legitly interviewed and they legitly sat down with them. Liars in public. Yep. You yep. know, it said, well, we're not sure they're telling us the truth. Well, then that cop says, well, uh, you know, uh, one percenters will and, and motorcycle clubs will feed you a story. But, but just like uh, they won't. 
<laughs> you know, and yeah, <laughs> right. The they, they've killed more still, fucking people than any motorcycle club yeah. organization in the world. Absolutely. That's the biggest gang, man. So, uh, the, the, oh, yeah. The thing that I want everybody to understand is, you know, this is something that is great about this roundtable and, and the, the uh, fire it's caught. The thing about some of our channels, about what we're trying to do, um, and as much as I always promote the NCOC and the COC and the importance of those organizations, if there's any time to shine, it's now. And half the viewers don't even know what that means. Well, like they, they don't know so, those organizations. You know, that's what Sure they don't, because here's the great part about these organizations, bro, is they're, they're – they're, filled with the leaders they're filled with the speakers they're filled with guys who are smart and they're thinkers and they put everything into perspective these guys that are a part of the ncoc they're some of the most amazing leaders i've ever met they're some of the most humble men i've ever met they're some some of the most passionate men about this lifestyle i've ever met and, and they have taken the waco fight on they have taken other fights on you can go on you know the the national council of clubs uh, a website and look at the stories that they've dealt with. Go on the Motorcycle Profiling Project uh, uh, website, look at the stories they've dealt with. Uh, look at the narratives they're putting out. Uh, we have experts, we have lawyers, we have all these people that are not our, 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 you know, our rock breakers. There are people who lead clubs. There are people who have been leaders. There are people who are willing to stand united with a club they may not even get along with, but shoulder to shoulder to get the right narrative about our clubs out there. You know, yep. that you, is the most important ever, thing. Did you ever see if, go back? Cause I didn't look Were they driving on the wrong side of the road as we would in the U S. Uh, no, I have been pretty busy all day. I uh, didn't get a chance to watch it. I can't watch it a third time, man. I got a 65 inch TV. It's badass. Uh, you know, I don't want to throw something through it. <laughs> well, the reason why we ask is because there was a Jeep incident with a professional hit in Australia, so we didn't know if that was the one they used. Call security! This is one DJ you don't want to fuck with. You got knocked the fuck out, man! Listen to James Hollywood Machikari Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for Rockin' with Hollywood. And listen to the best 80s heavy metal to today. Rock on. Right. And the other thing, too, that I asked about that is where's the proof that it was the angels killing this pagan? You know, obviously the dead body, you know, where's the proof that that was actually a pagan? But, you know, where's the proof? Uh, this is a huge story. We all would have heard it, man. Hollywood, like I told you earlier, you would have you reported that. And you said, well, I remember hearing nothing about that. But there's a date That's code in time when it was recorded. That has to be Australia because that's the only one I remember reporting on. Well, they said it happened in Brooklyn. The angels, they said the angels uh, hit this pagan because the pagans moved their clubhouse into Brooklyn. That's exactly what was reported. Well, that's, that's, they're talking about the one that happened this past year. I remember when that whole thing came out. They, told, uh, they caught it on camera. The, yeah. the one that they caught on camera. Yeah, but did they catch the guys that did? Do they know they were yeah. angels? Yeah, they, they, they caught them. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a support or something, and I think just one. Somebody wrapped well, it up. I'll, I'll look that up because that's something we would have showed. Oh, it was all. I remember the story. I don't think we covered it. Uh, yeah, they show the whole. They have it all on surveillance. Um, well, I've seen that. Yeah, they, they had every shot on surveillance. They sure did. Now I know uh, 
Yeah, they got caught because Shaggy can't talk about Shaggy can't talk about this or Tank or any of the club members. One thing that did come out of the third part of that deal that was really stupid was uh, that three and oh shit. And hopefully people look over that. Oh, um, you know, I think you need to explain that in a little more detail, Hollywood. I'm not going to explain it because yeah, I, I want people to watch it. But the interaction is what set everything off. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to be uh, quite frank here, guys. We did an interview, and I can talk about this part, some other shit I can't talk about. Uh, we did an interview with Little Dave. Everybody knows that. Uh, even the crying bitch over on the other channel uh, didn't like the interview, but he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what was going on behind the scenes. Uh, he didn't know how the uh, club actually felt about this guy. But in that part of that uh, segment, John Sassoni, the one that he was talking about, uh, Sacconi, whatever, was uh, Chicago. <laughs> was uh, that's the one he talked about? Asked his wife, didn't he tell you? Well, his interaction with John was more than cordial. And when Mariana asked him, he said, yes, we have a good relationship. Uh, it's We can't talk about it other than that. And there's some other stuff that just came over the wire uh, that we're not at liberty to tell you about uh, prosecutors and stuff. But a lot was exposed. But the interaction where he says... Because the cops came back and said, well, there's going to be a funeral for uh, a 50-year member of the Hells Angels. He came back, said it's 3-0 and now. That's some Rico shit right there. So it comes down to people talking about stuff they really... This ain't about YouTube. This is about the real world of interactions happening that you guys never hear about, never see. And this then, is about the real life that guys like me live every fucking day. Exactly, and when you got people coming out that don't have interactions with some of the people we do, talking all kinds of crap and trying to give their opinions, it doesn't help the situation, that I can tell you. But that 3-0 and shit, <laughs> that actually made her damn point, and it sucked. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. It really did. It, it, it sucked. Yeah, that was fucking stupid. Yeah. You know, that's opening up a Rico deal. And what I've argued all these this time during this was Rico don't happen overnight. You're not going to get the damn paperwork. What's well, going to happen? I already showed the informer, the police officer, wearing a full set of colors with rings and patches. Mm. I mean, he was riding his what goddamn club was motorcycle. That, that he was representing? Mongols. 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 When, when now, she can get the are... answers from the other two and, and get the gotcha shit, she goes, well, I'll get the answers from a real Wumpus Center. And they show her uh, following a full patch of Mongo on his motorcycle. <laughs> and then she interviews him, and they actually show this dude's face. They show his tattoos. You give his real name. The whole nine yards. He was undercover. Dude. And he's undercover. And he's infiltrated two other motorcycle clubs besides the Mongols. So that was I thought Fingers had retired. Oh, that this is was a different dude. 
Yeah, this was is, a, uh, uh, I got it written down. His name is that uh, goes into the problem of fucking one percent clubs ain't doing the proper vetting anymore either, you know. Ah, oh, man, that was a hell of a conversation today with some people. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. That I, say, it, it was, I, I hear you, Shaggy. <laughs> it was oh. a little comical, though. I wrote, I wrote one of her quotes down. I fucking about spit my drink out of my mouth when I heard her say it. She's like, uh, "What did she say?" She said, "You can feel the drum beats of violence." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking?" About? Well, well, as she said, was you can feel the drum beats of violence in a one percenters. And oh, yeah. did you hear my comment? Did you watch my show? What I, I did. About it? I just I, because yeah. they don't ride gold what's wings. Your, uh, Can one of you guys your... put that on a T-shirt and sell uh, what, that? That's a pretty good saying, actually. Well, what, what I said was, uh, you know, I'm you not jump, wearing it. What, what I said, you jump <laughs> right and listen to the whole band. What you're what you're seeing is an epic time, testosterone, and brotherhood. Listen to the whole fucking band, not just the drummer. Yeah. Right. That. Amen to that. Yeah. Hell yeah. But that was the real screwed up part is by the end of the show that came out of a guy's mouth and it, I was flabbergasted. And John sat there and laughed, man. So you've seen the relationship right there. And I, hopefully everything turns out. Yeah, that, that guy, I mean, um, that that guy wasn't was he wasn't real, right? Kozik, Kozik was the uh, undercover Mongol. Yeah, Kozik wasn't real. You know, no, we're not talking about no, Kozik. No, the very last guy. I don't think he was real. He was the one percenter that was yeah. got hooked up with the cartel. That's Kozik, an, uh, Kozik was real. He is a real okay. dude. Okay, I was talking about the the undercover dude. No, no he's no, not. The, he's not the one that said three and zero. Oh. He's not the one no, who said uh, it. No. Did, did you see at the end there where they actually screwed up and didn't cover up his handlebars and shit like that? Yeah, I did. Hey, Pac, say something. He's What's like, up? can you hear me? This is oh, fun. Pac is been hey, he's, changing, he's changing settings and backgrounds, man. He's in the house. Man, is, there, is that snow back there? Yeah, man, it's snow. Nice gold riders. <laughs> 12 we inches, in right? right now. Yeah, man, it was bad. It's a bad. bunch of wilds dropping out. So why aren't you in the house? What the hell are you sitting in the car for? He couldn't get his signal we were, right. No, we were in church, and uh, I couldn't get a signal in there, so I came outside, Damn and voila, church. I worked. Um, yeah. That's so good I to hear me. Uh, yeah, the, one of the guys just posted on here, Benny Palata Shaggy, is talking about Daryl Kozlowski, a.k.a. Koz. Yeah, that's the guy. Maybe I right. said it wrong. Yeah. Thanks, right. man. Appreciate it. And I know people say, hey, man, why did the clubs do this? Well, the clubs were under the impression something else was going to be put out. You know, that's what you guys got to understand. This wasn't an overnight yes. Well, this was... Happens with all the documents. Same thing with Gangling with Discovery. Originally, when I spoke to a lifer from uh, the Mongols, uh, that's not what was told to them. And the the title change, the name change, and the whole storyline changed oh, yeah. after it's, they got it's, all, it's you know, uh, it, it wouldn't be the first time uh, that they would sneak in on us and and change things up. Um, Problem is, we got to fight. You got to fight back. Oh, the fight's coming. I, I, I'm telling you, the fight's coming. Now, now I got to get a nice big old cinematography video and fly around with D-Lo and Hollywood. I already got one, man. We had... Uh, oh, man, this is something that Forever Forever V said, and yes. this is a problem. 
the National Geographic, you know, Nat Geo, you get that banner on there and, you know, you're, you, they don't lie about animal shows. It's not like, you know, they tell a lie about a rhinoceros and it turns out to be a, a kangaroo. I mean, they have um, the, the, the thing with know. that. Though, we don't that know about that, pretty, pretty that decent BD. reputation. So, you know, the thing with that BD is National Geographic reporters usually gave both sides, even with the criminal underworld. So this here's one. what I discovered today about Nat Geo. The, the Africans we've been sending all that rice to, they're not hungry. They're cold. They need they need jackets. And the, the Eskimos up in, in, in the right. North Pole, they're hungry. They already got the jackets. We've been sending shit to the wrong place. Yeah, they're full of it. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I totally, well, see, just like he was saying, yeah. Nat yeah. Geo, that banner, and... and <laughs> Dragon, thanks for pointing that out because this is what I was saying earlier. I've been watching since I was a little kid, man. Forty years I've been watching Nat Geo and reading their articles and had subscription to their magazines because it was factual reporting. It was like that true that free press that is in our constitution, right? That they're supposed to report the history. That's what the free press meant. That it was supposed to be factual, not uh, opinion based. Um. They're reporting that show that I watched reporters. last night as, as a fact-based instead of an opinion-based. They were never reporters. They were always no. um, documentary people, and the, and the documentaries they yes, did. Yes, it's all were, factual. Yeah. Supposed to be. Yeah, supposed to be. Well, it used to be. This was from out of Muck TV is what it's called. That's I don't the, care. They're under the banner that says it's the truth. Yeah, that's a well, hell of a banner. We'll get a bigger banner. Well, I mean... <laughs> Uh, well, you know what? We Bigger can. and always better. I'll tell right. you what. We'll get somebody. You damn Cubans. Yeah. Where, where, where's, this, where's this place located? Like, where's their headquarters at? That's what I want to know. How about we all just get a bunch of people and ride to the headquarters and have a chat with them? Oh, I mean, uh, that's a great idea. I'm going to put that in a uh, list of things the NCOC and COM all of us can do. Los Angeles. Well, it's in public. I mean, you know, not, not even, Wait a minute. Not even to go there and, like, you know, not even to go there and start, you know, fucking giving everybody makeup, but oh, just, just go there, man. Show up and show in force. Man, you know, and, and, and talk with truck him. In be snow. like, yo, this is bullshit. Yeah, where, yeah, where are you going, man? Hey, I'm trying to, I'm, honestly, I'm trying to get home. I'm having to, I had a hell of a day today. I hear y'all talking. If I told you about my day, you guys. It's too cold to talk. <laughs> You know, I haven't got to, I haven't got to laugh in two days, man. Hey, Pac, that's man. why we're trying to visit you in the summertime, man. Going over hey, there, man. Hell no. Let me let me, let me tell you. He had to shovel snow today, man, or get fined. Let me tell y'all about my day, man. Y'all finna love this. Well, no, so no, we don't. We don't want to run off. We've been running off on tangents, so we want to stick no, this, to the. We want to stick to I want to hear what happened today. with what fucking on? Yeah, throw Pac on. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to get off script, so if I can't say it, I'll just keep it to no, myself. So, get, but give, I, us the, give us the redacted version. Let's get it. The redacted version. Redacted version. I got up at uh, 7 o'clock, 12 inches of snow outside. Got two teenage boys in the house. Had to hound them to help me shovel the snow. Everything is going good. Take my daughter home, drive through the snow, get back, Make try to make it to church, see I'm supposed to be on here tonight, ask what time. He says now. I'm like, shit, it's 7 o'clock here, but it's 8 o'clock there. Then I'm having a meeting, and then I get told, this was going, this is what you guys are going to love. I get told that a detective in Los Angeles City pulled one of my dudes in 
and told him that the ones in my area don't like the way that I run my program. And if he was him, he would get out because we think we're doing too much drug selling. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I thought so you guys sold T-shirts and hats. No, oh, no you got it wrong. So, I knew that was not 12 inches of snow. <laughs> That's man-filing. Why do you keep doing that? I'm still no, wishing that it would snow here so I'd use my tractor and plow, and it's freaking 12 inches up there. Hey, shut so up, man. You know, You're too close. Hey, quit wishing there's snow, bro. Nah, Y'all going to love nah. this. Y'all going to love this. So tomorrow, me and my, my, my officers, we're going to go up there. They, they recorded this interview, and this dude, is he's being slanderous and liable on me and my club, and I'm going to talk to his boss, and this shit going to come to a halt because I would have to be Lex motherfucking Luthor to be a, do some criminal activity in this little bitty-ass town for the last 10 years. All right, you know hold I mean? up, hold up, bro. You're going to get yourself in trouble. Watch what you say, and uh, let me know how it goes. Like, uh, get my number from uh, Dragon, uh, so I don't have to put it out here. Reason being is your specific incident is an NCOC thing that we deal with. Oh, yeah. say less. Yeah. So less. So anyway, I'm shoveling snow. Gotta love it. Hello? What station are you listening to right now? What? This is the morning, baby. That was so exciting. Tune in every morning at 8.15 Central Standard Time for The Hoop with China Dowling Hollywood on WMMR-DB Rockford. That's been my day in a nutshell. <laughs> Wow. Well, man. you know what? One thing I'm hoping is I push uh, NCOM and NCOC, and I hope they come out fighting. I really do. Um, I, 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 I truly believe they will. I mean, I really truly believe in these organizations. It took me a long time because, you know, like Dilo said, man, I was one of those big, yeah, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen until I witnessed it. And once I witnessed it, and I met these leaders, and I met these guys that have the same passion that I have. And some of them got some pretty big brains. I mean, all I got to mention is Double D. Every person on this uh, this panel knows that man and knows what he's capable of and knows what he does and and, and knows what he's done for the profiling uh, laws across this country. Um, those that know Boar, uh, what he's done at the Capitol. Um, I'm talking D.C. Uh, this is our time to serve our clubs and, and our, our, our organizations like the COCs and and the NCOCs and, and, and uh, um, the NCOMs, this is our time to, to step up and do what we all came together to do. Well, one another sure. thing I'd like to uh, just put out there is a correction uh, on the Biker Lifestyle podcast when uh, people didn't understand why I put out a certain name. That's because we worked with the club, and that was put out. I talked to you about that today, Shaggy. Yeah. Yeah, but you're not giving enough context. Not everybody understands what you. He can't. Okay. So those that need to know, know. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the thing. A lot of people don't know what we're doing in the background. They only see what they see on YouTube. They don't you know, know the conversations well, maybe, that take. Maybe that's part of the problem. Right here, Dave's getting confused. You're absolutely right, man. And I've said this before at uh, NCOM meetings and NCOC meetings. Um, if you say it'll never happen, it won't happen because you got the wrong attitude about it. You know, um, here's the thing, man. Uh, I, and I love our elders, man. I love to hear their stories. But one of the great things that they'll say is 
that was our time back then. And yes, we have that history, but it's up to guys like me, guys like another 1% clubs that kind of have that mentality of, you know, um, we can't serve our clubs in prison by carrying on beefs that uh, um, continually carry on because they don't even know why they're pissed off at this other club or hate this other club. They're just being told to. And, and they bite off into that shit. I and a lot, of clubs that, are start, a lot of clubs are starting to think about that. Well, wait a minute, man. Why are we fighting each other? You know, uh, this was three generations ago uh, or, or huh? whatever, you know. Um, a lot of a lot of us that really want to see this lifestyle continue and are tired of burying our brothers and tired of writing our brothers in prison and tired of you know all the hard work that comes with being a club or taking care of their family shit like that because we can't take a a, a, a day put our egos to the side sit down handle the business that needs to be handled like men like leaders and uh, um, it, look it's happening it is happening. It's slow. Change is always slow. But the dude is 100% right, man. If you keep saying no and never, it won't happen. Well, I mean, I guess it's kind of, you know, kind of a mixed blessing that the shit going on with Sean is happening during this podcast because, I mean, the shit that National Geographic put out about the MCs that they interviewed is the main reason why cops are allowed to do what the fuck they just did to him because yes. they know that the public's not going to do shit about it because they're like, well, yeah, these guys are fucking out of control. I'm glad the cops are fucking putting a stop to them. And it's 100% profiling, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. It's something because I'm, I'm just tired. I mean, I don't get tired or nothing too much. I mean, man, it is what it is, but it's just like you do so much good. Why don't you take it for what it's worth? You know what I'm saying? Take the good for what it's worth. And it's like they right. look, look, gotta look, justify look. them M cats they're buying and uh and, well, and uh, submachine guns and 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 war war yeah. and, uh, and like implements. I, and like I said, uh, like Shaggy was talking about, like of course, if you always say it never happened, it would never happen. Uh, but the mentality reason why people still keep a beef, a lot of times you have guys that are still in jail that took one for the club. And then they're going to say, wait a minute, I just did this. I'm in life in jail, and you guys now are going to be good. And, and it's a big. It, it is. It, it's like that's what the problem is. It's yeah, but on the other it. flip side, though, think about yeah. this. Ask those guys, was it fucking worth it? Right. That's Just, the you know, I mean, you know, what I'm but saying like I, we're over I, here I, trying I, to ride I, our motorcycles with our brothers and have a good time, and, I would, and all these guys are doing life in prison for it. Yeah, I would have you this. Know? You know what? I'm always reminded of a different era. That's fine. That's dandy because half of these punks couldn't have made it through the '90s. But when I have best True friends, <laughs> if I had be, I have best friends behind bars for that time period, and they're doing life right now, yeah, I'm still gonna have a problem. Yeah, you know, so that's, they, and that's what I always hear because I brought that up before. The I get the news. I get the new school stuff. I get it. I get it. I do. But a lot of them are still sitting behind there, and a lot of guys went to the grave too. Well, let me so put this out this way then, okay? I, I hear all these different things, right, being said about, well, this is the way I think, this is the way I think, this is the way I think. Um, D-Lo fucking nailed it right, right off the bat with what he said. One, uh, guys that I've talked to that are in the pen, no flat, I'll tell you, man, you know, I did what I had to do for the club. I'm serving my time now. But if not a single brother has to come back to this place or come to this place, that I'm down for my, if you're your brother's keeper, if you're down for your club, like you are, when is it time to change the narrative? 
right now by us arguing over, yep. you know, hey, this I'm, I'm going to back these cats up because, you know, that's just the way it is. And, and them guys are serving time, and I'm on their coattails, and I've always got to watch, you know, watch and, and respect what they did. Yes, we watch and respect what they did. However, only we can change our narrative. Only we can change how the public views us. Only we can change the membership we get. Only we can change each other and our ability to communicate with each other in a manner to where we ain't got to go to prison no more. We ain't got to kill each other no more. We're not gangs. The more we act like gangs, the more we get treated like gangs. Well, that's the good thing about a narrative, right? A narrative narrative is made to be changed. It could be changed. And that's what a narrative is. You could change a narrative. It could be changed, but it has to be put in work. You can't just try one little thing and say, okay, it ain't working. It's a lot. It's going to be a lot. But but the point point you're you're saying is the whole purpose of the NCOC was all these 1% clubs across the United States and all these other clubs across the United States came together and sat down across from each other. And that's to include the pagans, the Mongols, the Hells Angels, the outlaws, the uh, Bog, uh, I believe the Vagos, the outsiders. Uh, all, I mean, the list is huge. The list is huge. And they all sit down at a table and said, okay, something's got to change. Well, yeah. it, it's happening. And well, I mean, we, I'll, I'll tell you what, if, I don't care what club you're in. If you, like Shaggy, you're a vet, BD, you're a vet, all the vets from different clubs. If you didn't have your patch on, you guys sat down with a beer, you guys would get along. Guaranteed. Uh, I had somebody on the show that we, t- we had to take it down. It was um, one of the big clubs. I, I one know. of the rival club I, members I really uh, were called like me up and said, hey, I actually like this guy. If he wasn't for who he w- is, I would actually want to hang out with him. But, you know what I tell I, everybody? I All motorcycle clubs are the same. <laughs> motorcycle club is a motorcycle club is a motorcycle club is a motorcycle club. The only difference is our founding and what we stand for. But we all believe in the same thing, riding our motorcycles, flying our colors, loving our brothers. Right? Pac, what are you doing now, Pac? Some clubs have better looking bitches, I got to say, though. Scott, and I was talking to my little wife. <laughs> you are not lying, Hollywood. <laughs> that, that, that's true, Hollywood. What the hell happened to us, man? We got all these older ones, man. These younger kids have some bomb ass ones. Lighten man, it I up, hate the younger dude. Kids. I was, I was, I was at a uh, a certain club party in Chicago not long ago, and it's a mixed race club. And uh, I'll tell you, man, I was like, damn, you know, like where these women come from, bro? Like they were all fucking bad in there, man. Hey, we haven't fallen off our game. I. We still, we still. One thing I can't, you know, you know, I know I try to make a little thing. I'll be seeing these pictures that BD be posting too, man. I'm like, bro, I need to hang out with that guy. But I really, uh, I really have a lot of faith in NCOM, NCOC, especially NCOM, uh, because we were given that award and we've seen a lot of good stuff. That's why we thought this was going to go that way. Soon that I have a lot of faith, so I'm open. I do. You know, everybody knows what we do. We do the biker news, but behind the scene, the clubs know at least we're going to give them a second. Uh, we're going to give their choice to. We're going to give their point of view out there, and that's one of the reasons why we got that award. And BD got it uh, last year. So let's you do know, this now. Let's let's do this. Let's make a shift in this. We've spent an hour bitching about it. How? And this is the name of, of, of the show tonight. How do motorcycle clubs win the news media war? 
How do yeah. we win that war? Until the mentality of the country changes, uh, of this liberalism, and the uh, minority wins out over the majority, it's not going to change. Until the media starts acting like a responsible media that they used to be, it's not going to change. Uh, when, well, that's uh, the historical. To... Hold on, when the historical things that the media was supposed to originally do under the Constitution goes back to that, and they leave their op-ed shit out of it, it's not going to change. I have to, you know what, that's one thing I'll have to disagree with, because right now with media, everybody's so sick of them, they're going to, well, let's take Tim Pool for example. He gets more uh, hits than CNN does. The underground media is doing better. People are starting to go to the independence because they're so tired of it being slanted left or they're tired of it being slanted right. And that's a big responsibility for creators to do is try to get the right narrative out there. That's why people come to us because if you look at this show right now and the numbers when BD come, because I always call them the next day and ask the numbers, you have people watching us for 30, 40 minutes that's a prime time viewing right there. We got that many people watching us for that long a time. They're watching us more than a damn sitcom. And say with Tim Pool, he's racking up millions of views on his stuff. Who's Tim Pool? Oh, he's one of the best independent reporters uh, out there. It's uh, you, a, yeah. Look up podcast, and he uh, he airs uh at least once a day, sometimes multiple once times a day. day. He just talks about the news and everything from a libertarian point of view. And then you have somebody like Joe Rogan, who is just huge. And He's a horrible go, comedian, but he does great interviews. You're damn right. And that's why everybody was saying, hey, why don't you uh, moderate the debate? Because he gives both sides. It's... A combination. Uh, the creators need to band together and say, okay, let's put out an air. Two, let's do our own dock work. After this happened with us, because we had a deal inked with a major distributor for a uh, reality TV series, our lawyers cut them. We cut loose from them. We gave that up because this pissed me off so bad. We can do something like that. You know, we just got added and it surprised the hell out of me. Uh, actually, uh, Brian and Takes programs is the most popular on the channel right now, and that's Ro that's Roco TV. We got our own channel now. It's been put in regions all over the world that, that quick. That's something we could do. We got to put out the content. Both the NCOC hits it from that end. You know, it it can be done. Popeye and OG did it down in Texas, man, with Abel Reyna. They changed the narrative where they beat an incumbent by 20 points. They did it. Okay, so back to what BD was saying. How do we change? Um, uh, how do we win or whatever? Is that what you asked, BD? How do we win? Yes. Okay, so we have, how we, we win is, how we win is, is we, we quit talking about other things outside of our motorcycle club community. We quit talking with the uh, the big organizations, period. That's for geographic. You're done. You'll never get another biker interview. You know, we treat it like, I, I, well, I as a chairman of the COC in Missouri, I have a rule. If there's a place out there that says no colors, I don't care if they only have one store 
or they have a hundred stores. If, uh, if they have a hundred stores, they only got one store that says no colors. That whole chain we don't go to. Uh, you know, if you're not going to have the same rules for everybody, fuck it. We're not. We're not going there. We have to stand just like in Waco. We have to stand together. And how we win is give your your organizations that came together to do this kind of stuff the chance to do it. And if they fail, then man, they fail. Uh, but they don't. The NCOC has not failed yet. Uh, and knock on wood, I hope they, they keep their winning thing going because they have some of the smartest people there. Give us the chance to do our, what we uh, came together to do. The, the organization is only seven, eight years old, six, six, seven, eight years old, somewhere in there. And so these, uh, these things like Waco was like major escalation of causing it. And since then, they've been able to keep these fires put out quickly. Add the Insane Throttle TV app on Roco now. Get content not seen on our other platforms. No censorship, no PC, only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roco TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. All right. Um, we need, as creators... To avoid um, furthering the topics until these organizations who are picking these things up do what they need to do. Because a lot of the things are done out of the public side because uh, the public doesn't need to be a part of it in the aspect of it, it keeps – it's like uh, the, the treasurer's role, man. You only have one treasure, so you have so much fingers in, in the money, right? This is the same thing. Less is more. Is the is the aspect of we give them the opportunities. We have to play the politics. We have to follow the laws. We have lawyers that help us with that. You know, we also want to keep a good name and a professional name on the on the bikers that are involved with this. You know, I could rail on and rail on and rail on about how upset I am about this. That's to get my point out there to get everybody's attention. And I'm truly, truly upset at it because, like I said, it's a whole new level. Now, how do we win? We let those organizations just say, hey, this is what we're here for, step in. And then if they don't fail, then, you know, it's plan B. Um, we become one percenters, turn your TVs off, turn the media off, go back to silence. And you, you think the cops are really going to like that? Where the hell? That, that's uh, interesting. He'll be back. Okay. Dirty, uh, what do you think? How do we win? Well, quit doing dumb shit and getting caught on camera. I was yeah. just going to say I mean, that's just well, all that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that doesn't I mean, help. We, could, we could try to shift the narrative. I mean, let's be honest. Channels like Nat Geo and CNN and all that shit, they're a dying breed. Like Hollywood was saying, everything's going on on streaming platforms like YouTube. And that's why YouTube, you know, they try to restrict your content. And they try to tell you what you can and can't say. They demonetize people all the time. And at the end of the day... That's kind of where everything's going to go anyways, because guys can just get sponsors and they can make their money that way. They can go on Patreon. They can do all sorts of things. I mean, we're, we're more connected nowadays than we ever have been as far as like a society, you know, I mean, I know what's going on in other aspects of the country that I never would have known about, you know, 20 years ago. Because social media, because of certain channels, because of certain podcasts, everything like that. So as long as we just keep fighting a good fight, putting out our point of view, 
I mean, it's going to be a bat, you know, a battle of eyeballs, you know. And obviously, I think, in my personal opinion, things like podcasts and YouTube channels are going to win that fight. I mean, the numbers show it. Like, you know, Joe Rogan is, you know, he puts CNN, a, a multi-jillion oh, dollar network, to shame. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So, yeah, his numbers keep are on uh, putting it out there. Hopefully, people will pick it up. It's like you said, too. I mean, I, I, I literally set up a whole thing. I was going to be following a club or a couple of clubs, and those two couple of clubs did something dumb, and it's all over national news, and I had to put a halt on it. Um, it was not the right time for it. But, I mean, I'm still about, like you said, it, overall the underground media is going to be taking the numbers by a whole, and that's what most people are looking at right now. Like you said, the Fox and the all the – NBC's, Nat Geo's is dying. It's just like malls. Malls are becoming less and less needed and wanted. Everything's done online through different channels and media. Um, I still believe that we can control and do our own media and uh, come up with something while the people work on the legal side. Uh, so what about you, uh, Tank? What do you think? How do we win this this battle? Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to win it. Um, you know, I, I was in ABA. Uh, active in abate for a long time and uh, in the Wisconsin area we, we constantly uh, dealt with Gannett Publishing and Gannett Publishing just had it in for anything as any anything that was motorcycle related uh, to the point where like abate would even have like officers training where we talked about you know don't talk to Gannett Publishing and so I don't think you're going to really be able to, to win the war because if we go and we try to fight against it you know, it's just going to feed their fire man Okay, you know, so I mean, it's just like it's just like giving it life. You know what I mean? So do we all become sheep then? I'm not saying to become sheep, but I'm just saying if we give it life, if we continue to to, to call them out on it and say, "Hey, man, you're fucking up. You're fucking up. You're portraying us wrong." Instead of just being who we are and and being and and continuing to to do the good that we do, um, we're never going to be able to get around the stigma. So why fight it? Well, uh, so thank you for that intro because here's what I got to say about that. Behind You're breaking. Big, can you hear me? Now I can. Behind my big ass head, there is a sign, and on it it says, "A ch- uh, a, a life of chance for a breath of freedom." My uh, mentor and God in in my club came up with that years ago. And listen to what that says. This is the life of, of chance that we live as bikers and, and clubbers and one percenters for that breath of freedom. When we say stuff like, well, you know, uh, we just keep doing what we're doing and, and we don't stand up to them and, and we don't tell them to cut it out and we don't tell them no or anything like that. We give up a little bit more of our freedoms. We are fighting uh, uh, American people that don't like our freedoms infringed on. And that's why one percenters aren't like, because we won't tolerate our freedoms being infringed on. Uh, I served in the military because I, I believed in that constitution. I carry one in my cut uh, every day. You know, um, I'm not going to just quit because I think that's going to solve the problem. What's going to solve the problem is, is fighting back to them. And that's why these organizations were started, because nobody was fighting back to them. Many people had that same mentality. Let's stay in the shadows. Let's stay uh, uh, out of the limelight. Let's not be known. Let's just keep doing what we're doing. Hopefully nobody will look. Well, 
a train wreck happened, gangland, all that shit like that. Then a bigger train wreck happened that over-glorified our lifestyle. And then an even bigger train wreck happened. They made a spinoff of it. And so we, as a, a, a society that's over 120-some-odd years old, 22, 123 years old, have every right and every responsibility as clubbers, brothers of, to our brothers, being our brothers' keepers, being the responsible stewards of our lifestyle, if we don't fight, then we ain't the bikers we say we are. And if, if we don't fight, then we ain't the, the one percenters we say we are. And, and we ain't the people that we say we are that have integrity, honor, loyalty, respect. Um, we have the, the codes that we follow. We come up with, with phrases and meanings like, I am my brother's keeper, brotherhood, you know, integrity, respect, love for my brother. You know, um, we take away from that core that, that created this whole thing that we call the motorcycle club community. Yeah, I mean, yeah. ultimately, um, like Hollywood said, looking back in the day with Howard Stern, he tried to go up against the media. All he did was go to an uncensorship. Well, the XM at the time, right, was an XM, and uh, started putting his own media. His numbers got bigger than the other radio shows. Same thing with the private media. You can go against them. I mean, you're not. You're not everybody's Howard Stern. He 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 made the cookie cutter. Yeah. But at the same time, we gotta. I gotta ask anyway to NCOM or NCOC. You know, we're talking about how they were portrayed, all that stuff. It doesn't help when there's all kinds of crap out in uh, the street. So honestly, guys, maybe I'm saying this wrong. It's not about the media layout. It's about the message that was sent. Okay, that's the problem. It's the message that was sent. You know, I don't care that they're a dying breed. That message that was sent went worldwide. That message that was sent about the American Motorcycle Club community yeah, and no one, no was one's sent negative. And no one's arguing against that. You know, the whole thing, the whole point is uh, finding the right trajectory. Mike. You know, uh, everybody's upset to a point. It depends on what you're going to do with that energy now, right? That, that's the whole thing. So, hey, before my battery goes dead on my phone right here, I'm going to say what I got to say real quick. I think the only way we can truly fight this bullshit is by fixing ourselves within. I mean, we really can't we really can't blame fucking media when I'm not gonna say what clubs, but we all know what clubs I'm talking about. When two fuckboy ass clubs have a shootout on the highway because they were passing each other. Like we really can't change the narrative when you got people out there doing dumb shit. So the only way to really truly fix this situation is to fix ourselves first. And then portray it out to the media. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely correct. I mean, that that we need Danny, we need Danny on here as a permanent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I do. But hey, listen, my battery's about to go dead. I've been on here long enough, Peace and uh, I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity to be on here. BD, good meeting you, bro. Good, good meeting all you Danny. guys, and I appreciate it. Hey, look there, man. We, we, we're going to have you back on this thing, man. Thanks for coming. Appreciate right. you. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Y'all be okay. safe. Hey, Shaggy, when you move, your mic is screeching. That's what it is. Sure, it's me because it just went away. It wasn't me. It was uh, so, uh, Hollywood. We didn't ask you. What do you think is going? How do we win this war? 
I think if uh, there's an old uh, deal, and I don't know if it's still going, it's called Bikers Behind Bars, and it and it let all the guys know what was happening because they're behind the you know in the scene. I like uh, NCOM and or NCOC, and I've talked to uh, another gentleman about this feeding us creators, especially ones doing biker news. What's going on? What points do we need to get out there? Do I make you horny, baby? Oh my gosh. The music just turns me on. Get in the mood now by downloading the Insane Throttle Radio app from Google Play for Android Now. Rock on. As far as what you want us to get out there. You know, like a monthly deal. We do it with MRF. MRF will send us stuff. We'll put it up on air. I think it'd be something good for NCOM to say, hey, we got this problem with no colors going on in Oregon. Okay. We'll pick it up, put it out there. Because we're the mouth. We got the numbers. And as much as I know NCOC and NCOM, a lot of people don't know who they are. But if they feed us something where we can get it out to the biker community, it'd be awesome. Just feed it to us. We'll put it out there. That's what we're here for. Yeah, we put the bad stuff out there because that's what we are. We're news. It's on the news. Uh, but we also can put that out there, too. Yeah. And then uh, a lot of times uh, also who you're aiming the message to. You got to you got to aim it to the young, the future. Cause that's who right now they're molding their brains into believing what is told on media. They're the right. ones that, you know, we have to kind of push. And so in the future, they're the ones telling their kids, you know, the, what, what's truth or not. Well, I get upset because the young ones don't know who NCOM is. No, they don't. They don't know who they are, what they did. They don't know who J.R. Reed is. And you'll get creators saying, hey, we need to start this movement. Well, wait a second. NCOM already freaking exists to do this. Mm-hmm. And, there has to, and when I'm out on the street and I talk about it, they give you this deer in the headlight look like they don't know what NCOM is. Well, I think yeah. we need to push them more as creators. Well, even like the COC, there's a lot of clubs that have their officers, uh, COC, you know, officer for the club itself. But there's some clubs that think it's a joke. Well, we also have to beat this cop narrative because they got an alternate to NCOM. It's called the Law Abiding Association. And we got to beat this narrative that, hey, one percenters aren't controlling NCOM. Everybody is a part of it. That's the stuff we got to put out. You know, we got. I guess guess nobody listens when I speak about NCOM and NCOC because I, I constantly talk about this exact thing. I constantly talk about why I started my channel, my target audience, right? And, and you guys have all complimented me on, on, on the success I've had. Um, so, you know, as was said earlier, bitching about it's not doing nothing for us. But the fact of the matter is um, we have to uh, quit bitching and start unifying uh, the thing, the fact, look at, look at uh, uh, um, the, the situation this country just went through with all, all the riots and all that shit like that. All the people were unified, man. They were together. They were willing to do whatever to, to get their point across. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but that at the call same of action time, that we throw out there, it's time for the bikers to do the same damn thing. At the same time, Shaggy, we got NCOM, but we also have on this platform a guy who is a cop in a cop club, part of that law-abiding association, has over 150,000 subscribers. And he's pushing the biker revolution and he's pushing these narratives about NCOM where we need to fight that. You know, we well, here's one way to do it, man. And I'll call you out on this. If we're going to speak about NCOM and NCOC and the importance of them, and you're going to speak about them, start showing up at the, the events that we have twice a year. Uh, start showing up to these things so that, you know, when you're reporting, you're giving firsthand information. Um, it seems like I'll, when people speak about them, they're not reporting. speaking about them correctly. They're just speaking about what they think they know, and they're expecting the, them to give results because of the expectations they have them. Actually, we were invited last year, but that COVID stuff. That oh, actually scared of a... But, yeah, I was there. <laughs> yeah, actually, me and BD were invited, and... Yeah, that's hell yeah, I was scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you were. <laughs> you know the you thing is, is the thing is, is terrified of it. <laughs> everybody get involved. Get involved. Oh. I've said it a hundred times over. It, 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 we had a, a whole episode about how to uh, help out with the, the biker laws and all that stuff like that. And, I, and all of us said it. You have to get involved. It's the only way it's going to work. Yeah, but how, like like Dilo said, you got to fix yourself first. But at the same time, get involved. But how do we fight a narrative with a guy that? And we were talking social media is where everybody goes. This guy has one hundred fifty thousand. Everybody knows Matt. He's a cop. I don't give a fuck about that guy, and, and people are going to see through him. It, it it doesn't need to affect the narrative we're having. He's he's spending too much time on our roundtable, and he's not even a part of the roundtable. Hey, Sean, what do you think we should do? What? Yeah, what I, do you think I, we I was trying to come to you. How do we win? How do we win the uh, the 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 media, the news and media battle as motorcycle clubs? Huh? Well, honestly, I think one. Because you got a battle, you got to win tomorrow. I win. I fight a battle every day, just being who I am. Waking up on my bed is a battle. <laughs> but I think honestly. Hey, that's real spit. You know what I'm saying? That's that's real spit. Every day I wake up because I'm a black American. I got a battle. I got to fight. And I ride motorcycles. That's two times bad. You know what I mean? So (laughs) I I feel it. And that's not, that's that's just the way that life is. But I think how you fix it is, uh, one, you can't put your head down and just hope it go away. Because if you guys pay attention, a lot of people have done that, and it's not got nothing but screwed over. When you just put your head down and hope that they don't mess with you and it's going to go away, who are we? You know what I'm saying? We stand for more than that. You got to stand up to it. And the first thing you got to do, if they saying you're doing this, you got to show them that you're doing that. And if there's people within your organization that's going against the script, what you want to be about, put them some, tell them to get out. Because like, like Shaggy says, this is not a gang. We're not a gang. You know what I mean? We're motorcycles enthusiasts. So if you want to do some gang shit, go over there with Tony Soprano, you know, and once you clean up that, you clean up the infrastructure, how can people not see what you're trying to do? But we have to fix, get rid of all the negative within us first 
before people can really accept. Should that be the way that it is? No. But we live in America, right? People believe they see one bad thing. They think that's just the way that it is. But if you continue to be repetitive and repetitive and knocking on the door and saying, this is what I'm about, this is what I'm about, sooner or later, you will start changing the perspective of the people that see or thought you were something totally different. But I'm never going to put my head down and just accept it because you put your head down and accept it, man, they'll do anything they want to do to you. You know what I mean? You got to speak up. If you know that you're coming from a good place and you know what you're standing on, if you're standing on facts and truth and a belief system, you can never put your head down. You got to stand up and shout it out from the mountain. And I don't, people can't, like when I just started my little thing, when you said, what would you do? It's like every day you wake up as me, I got to wake up because how I look and look at all the bullshit that's coming. Then you throw the colors on my back and here goes some more. So I'm used to it. But how do we fight it here? It's like we go straight to the issue. Like tomorrow, I'm going to go knock on the door. I want to talk to your boss. You know, I'm not doing anything wrong. So that's how I stand up to it. And I'm going to continue in my organization. We're going to continue to do good things for our community. And we're going to continue to, to not to vet the people that want to come into our program. And if they're not with the same thing that we're about, they won't be here. That's what I think. Mm. Nailed it. You're right. So Bob. that's right. Uh, let me give you guys uh, some of my ideas here. So. When it comes to how we win this war uh, against social media and against the media and the news, we are in a battle with these folks. Hollywood got to see it firsthand. We've got to see it in gangland and, and, and uh, this one called trafficking. And it's sensational uh, and people want it. They love it. They chew it up. They eat it up. But uh, you know, I've written books about this. The book I wrote called uh, The uh, Public Relations Officer's Bible. This talks about public relations and how motorcycle clubs should deal with public relations. For instance, what Pac is facing tomorrow. It's a public relations nightmare that you've got some cop running around pulling people in and telling them about what's going on. You have to learn how to deal with the media. Press releases. Every time a motorcycle club goes out and delivers uh, food for the homeless or whatever it is that we do that's positive, we never talk about it because we are, we, you know, we're proud. Uh, we don't have to tell everybody the good things that we do, but we, ha we need to. We need to tell everybody the good things that we do because the bad things that we do are generating uh, so, so fast, you know, you can't even shake a stick at it. So one of the things that we need to do is every time you're doing something positive, you have your secretary or your social media person or your your uh, uh, public relations person, that person needs to be sending out press releases. Uh, I know that's kind of weird for clubs to be thinking about, but managing media, managing the public concept, that corporations have whole divisions towards this. Motorcycle clubs need to get better at managing our publics. Our publics are the people that see us and see what we do. we got to get better at managing what's going on. This thing that uh, Hollywood did with these folks, we have, to be, we have to understand that any one of those folks that comes to us is a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. we got to understand how to manage them, 
how to tell our story. I, I'll, I'll give you an example. In uh, 2011, 2012, uh, a Black Sabbath was murdered um, on the doorsteps of our clubhouse. And um, when that happened, this media coverage went worldwide. The entire world saw, saw this. It was, re it was reported in um, every place from um, uh, uh, Hong Kong to Ireland to Japan, everywhere. And this thing that I'm showing you right here is um, I went up online and I found uh, one of these when the Black Sabbath Motorcycle Club president was killed. This was one of the nicer ones. This happened in San Diego. Everything we saw, it was everything from Black Sabbath, uh, outlaw, motorcycle, bikey, killed. It was horrible. And we won this because you can, if you go and you research, you'll see all these crazy, terrible headlines. But when you read into the story, the story is only what I wrote. Because every single day I got on uh, the, the Internet, I got on my social media page, and I put out a statement from the Black Sabbath. So they could start it off with uh, outlaw motorcycle club biker murdered. But in the end, they would get back down to our story. The mighty Black Sabbath motorcycle club nation is in mourning, blah, 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 blah. I controlled that narrative. My club controlled that narrative. And no matter what they tried to put on us, see, reporters and stuff, they're very damn lazy. So uh, no matter what they tried to put on us, when they would go to, to get a story from us or whatever, it was already up on the internet. It was already up on our social media site. So we controlled that narrative. So even if we got bad things going on, if you control the narrative, if there was a, if there was a murder or a fight or a this or a that or the other, coming out and, and controlling that narrative instead of coming back, there's, there's a lot of ways that we can go about winning this war, but the, the biggest thing to win this war is that we take control of what's being put out. Not change the narrative, control the narrative. We're not going to change the narrative. We're going to control the narrative. Because so many times, we just don't speak. And it's especially the 1% of clubs. They're not going to say nothing. And saying nothing means only one story gets out. When you put two stories out, there's something to compare and contrast against. Um, there's so many other play, ways where, uh, you know, directions I could go in this. But the biggest thing is, I mean, let's face it. We're not going to stop clubs from fighting each other. We're, uh, some of these brothers that do these crazy things, we don't get rid of those brothers because we, we need those brothers in, 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 our, in our ring when things go bad. So sometimes those brothers that are the worst for the club are the best for the club when things go bad. But um, the uh, uh, hey, Black Dragon, I got to jump off here. I got to get a video uploaded for tomorrow on this. Talk to you later, man. Appreciate you. See ya. I got. So, so you know, it's it's controlling and and winning the the media war on the streets, and that comes from from directly handling the narrative ourselves. So uh, with that, I'll uh, let. Whoever else wants to speak, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to, to chime in and say I am the club secretary. And I, I've got, I mean, I've got, you know, pages of media contacts and television contacts. And, and I'll put the press releases out there. 
I'll contact and put the, the, the article, you know, stuff for the articles when we're going to do it about our toy drive or about the family we help, about the Echo families that we help every year for Christmas. Um, the point that I was trying to make earlier when Shaggy got passionate and jumped in, My bad. Um, is I'm, not, I'm not saying lay down. What I'm saying is, is that we're not going to be able to control what they do with the information once they get a hold of it. And so, you know, A, don't do stupid shit. B, don't talk to them unless you want, you can, like you said, control a certain portion of the information by having it readily at hand, by being able to access your Facebook page, your website, your social media, things like that. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things that are working against you. And when I said that, I, that uh, to not give it life, is uh, what I mean by that is, is, is fuck them. You know, just treat them like a gnat sometimes. Don't even provide the fucking fodder for them to be able to come back at you. So don't seek it out. You know, I mean, yeah, put up your fight, but but put it up in a controlled manner, in a manner that you have, uh, you're, you're better able to control your own narrative of the club. I'm not saying not you know, fight. You know what? I, I, BD, he did the realest thing a while ago. We had an incident happen here. Uh, somebody, I don't know if they were stabbed or whatever. And the police, the, the newspaper put out, it was a stabbing at our clubhouse. And they tried to make it seem like we were, we were the epicenter of all the violence in my town. So my, my VP, smart dude, he went and got the police report for all the calls. And this is when I really started talking to Dragon. He said this to me a while about controlling the narrative. We took a map and we put pins on this map and we went live on Facebook and we showed how many actual crimes happened in our fire clubhouse in 10 years. And it was three. And if you took the pins and went all around our city, there was clusters that wasn't nowhere near us. So we controlled that narrative. We went live and we, we put it out. And the people that knew us, they understood and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it wasn't for those people. It was for the people who read the newspaper and believe that this is all factual. A lot of times, man, it seems like people want to, you could do 10 good things, one bad thing happened, you were the one that caused it. So every time something happens now, you know, we're quick. Uh, we have a good relationship with the newspaper here, but our biggest instrument is our Facebook, right? Something happens, we get on Facebook and we go live, we discuss it, we talk about it, we leave it up for uh, people can ask questions. And we try to like we I want to face everything head on. I just can't. I don't want to be quiet because if you be quiet, you give people time to form an opinion, like Dragon said. And I and the only opinion that I want people to inform, be informed on, is the right one. If we were wrong, we'll admit we were wrong. However, it comes out. But most of the time, we didn't have nothing to do with it. But you have to be able to stand on what you did and what you're doing and put it out so people can see it. And they can get all the information and make a good conclusion. That's good stuff, man. All right. So uh, we've been at this about an hour and 46 minutes. It's probably time to get out of here. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, look here, man. I appreciate everybody here on the show. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Tank and Dirty from the Biker uh, Lifestyle Podcast are now going to be um, – uh, host on the show. There are now our co-host. We also have Park, who's now an official co-host. So uh, the show's growing. It's getting bigger, uh, and uh, it's you know we're 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 attracting really great, cool people. Um, so I'm glad to have you guys on the show. We got Shaggy back, and we're glad to have Shaggy back. Uh, we didn't have Dibber tonight. You know, one thing I I have to say 
And Dibber said, you know, I, I'm not going to come on because I'll just be repeating what I've said all along. And that is that clubs in the UK, they just, they, they have decided uh, since I think he said about 1981 or 89 or something that we're just, we're just not going to deal with the, uh, uh, with the media. We, we don't trust them and, and there's no way that we're, and they're untrustworthy and we're not dealing with them. And that's that. And uh, so, you know, if you want Dibber's take, that's what it is. Very simple, very plain. And you could probably see him say that in a thousand uh, various um, uh, videos that he's done. But anyway, uh, we're going to be moving on. Any last final stuff from you guys? And uh, we'll head on and uh, see everyone next weekend. So any final thing? No, just the uh, same thing as Tank said. I mean, I, I totally get what he, what he meant to say about going after, you know, going after like a big, media or something at the end of the day it's the same thing that you tell a prospect or something right everybody has their own journey we pick our journey don't matter about what they're doing anybody's doing just do what we got to do look forward and just truck away and that's all we could do any of the other guys yeah um you know i was taught a very important thing about content and intent when i was a prospect uh and i live by that that uh very very powerful lesson that i learned and you know, I was uh, the the second part of that lesson though was you could say anything in this world that you want to, especially as an American, you have that right to do so, the freedom of speech right. You know, but there's two things you got to be willing to to accept. One is you can say anything you want to, but get be be uh, uh, willing and able to get punched right in the mouth. Second thing is is if you get punched in the mouth. Uh, if you don't get knocked out, be willing to punch the guy at a crossing and punch you in the mouth. Um, I will say this. Uh, this lifestyle has provided me with an amazing, amazing uh, blessed life. I will do anything in my power to fight to keep it going. And um, I uh, uh, won't give up. I don't believe in that. I, I was an American veteran. Uh, I am an American veteran. And I, I am a true to this, this lifestyle. Um, I don't I felt like my, my community was punched in the face and I'm one of the, the leaders in this lifestyle that will punch back. And, um, you know, that's the American way we protect ours. We protect our, our families. You know, we protect our communities and when they're attacked, you know, people quit standing up. Uh, I was never taught to, to kneel to anybody or back down from anybody and whether it's the media or whether it's um, another man, uh, I'm going to protect my community and be a good steward of my community. And I think that American um, uh, tradition has been kind of lost. People just don't want to fight no more. They just rather rather uh, uh, slip to the side, quit ignoring important issues and start standing together start standing for what is right. And what is right is at least tell the truth about me. I'm not a criminal. And I was labeled and my club was labeled. My brothers were labeled. My, my club community, the one percenters I know across this country was labeled as the scourge and, and criminal uh, uh, terrorist in this country. And we're veterans, we're patriots, we're Americans. We don't deserve that. And uh, everybody should just be absolutely uh, beside themselves over this, this derogatory thing that was thrown at us. And we should all be unified with our feet firmly into the sand, 
willing to fight back like we took over countries in the past for our freedom. Absolutely. Hey, guys, I want to thank you all for tuning in. I will see you guys all next week. So yeah. Practice safe sex. Hawk, you need some beanies in your store. Oh, oh yeah. You know something wild? Somebody asked you what your shirt's good for. I got them. Oh, yeah, let's do some comedy. It's just comedy because we were called the Zoom crew. So to get it right, I put the StreamYard crew, bitch. <laughs> and I got beanies for you. I got beanies yeah. for you, too. They in there. Okay, cool. You guys away. take care. Uh, peace to you all. Have a great, great Sunday night. Take okay. care. So, um, listen, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. There is power in social media, and we're going to win this war by taking the power of our social media platforms. You know, one thing I've noticed while I was uh, really getting into the biker news and everything is that a lot of times they would demonetize our channels. And uh, we weren't doing anything any different than the big channels. And I was wondering, well, why do they demonetize us but not the big channels? And it dawned on me that no matter what CNN does or or what what Fox does or any of those other guys, they will never cover biker news as well as Hollywood and I will because we have an inside scoop into it. So if somebody is looking for uh, uh, some Lisa Ling and she goes and she sits with the uh, the Mongols and has a an interview with them and I go sit with them, my interview is going to be completely different. And you're going to learn something. And and she's just going to get laughed off like she did. So they have, they're jacks of all trades, but masters of none. And when they start competing against little bitty creators like us, well, uh, we got creators that are do lizards and cooking and biker news and RVs and prepping and all those little guys grabbing hundred thousand two hundred thousand views on their little channels that 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 becomes millions of hours of views and i notice one thing is that you guys will um you guys will go from show to show to show to show you'll go from hollywood show to shaggy show to wild on two show to uh uh uh, uh um the the biker podcast you go to danny danny delo show you'll go from show to show to show my show because you decide, you know, I like motorcycle content and I'm just going to, I'm going to go to Adam Sandoval and that's all you'll do. That's all you'll look at. And when they have to compete against us for that, this is one of the reasons that they, uh, they demonetize us and stuff like that because we are becoming a huge force. No longer are you forced with cable TV where you got to watch basket weaving one-on-one. You got to pay for all this stuff. When you can just really like what you, you can really watch what you, what you like, you can look at what you like. And if all you like is biker stuff, you could watch biker. It's getting to the point. You'll be able to watch biker programming 24 seven. Now, what do you like? Bikers, race cars, race bikes, uh, uh, biker camping, biker traveling. You can, you can have all that and we not have to deal with those flakes at all. And so this is what's going on. This is what uh, we are seeing, and um, this is how we'll win this war, how bike clubs will win this war. Now, uh, are we going to win the war with people 
that are not interested in biking and bike clubs. I don't know. That one is going to be interesting. Uh, uh, so that's where sharing comes in. You guys sharing our content, sharing our contact with your friends, especially if you see something like that would be educational that a friend of yours might uh, want to know about bike clubs. And you see it on here for, hey, man, you were asking about bike clubs. Uh, uh, let us know. Um, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, is how we share out to the audiences because in each one of you guys are thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of views. That's what's in each one of you guys. So we, uh, we, we need that. We need that support. We need you sharing us all. We need you following us all, sharing us all, uh, telling people about us because we're going to try to give it to you straight and we're going to give it to you uh, real. And that's why I'm glad that you guys are watching and uh, that's, you know, what we're trying to do. So anyway, um, until next weekend, uh, listen, I'm looking for, if you're in the uh, Atlanta area, uh, greater Atlanta area, I'm looking for a videographer that knows how to um, to edit in um, Adobe Premiere. Uh, so I, I need a person like that to uh, help me with my production. So you can get a hold of me at Black Dragon at blacksabbathmc.com. There's two Bs in Sabbath, Black Dragon at blacksabbathmc.com. Or you can call me at 404-692-0336. Uh, there's my number down on the bottom. Uh, so if you know somebody like that, uh, please give me a shout because um, I'm looking for somebody to do that. Also, um, we... Um, we are simulcast uh, on the Dragon's Lair, L-A-I-R, Motorcycle Chaos. That's our podcast, anywhere you get podcasts from the Dragon's Lair, Motorcycle Chaos. Uh, please go over there, Spotify, iTunes, whatever, and check us out over there. Um, BikerLiberty.com is our online news magazine. Our books are available uh, if you want them autographed at the uh, at BlackDragonsGear.com, BlackDragonsGear.com. Uh, if you uh, just want to get a book, uh, it's available on Kindle and Amazon. And in December this month, towards the end of the month, I will be putting uh, several of my books on audio. So you'll be able to get them that way. Uh, we also have our, um, what's it called? It's called the um, uh, Discord server. Uh, there is a description in here on how to get to our Discord server We'd love for you to come to the Discord server and join our community and check us out. We've got a big, beautiful community over at Discord server. Lisa Lee uh, is one of the folks that really uh, supports our Discord server. We want to thank her. And uh, you guys go over there and check out our community there. Uh, please, Instagram, my Instagram, which is right over here. Uh, my Instagram is Black Dragon Biker TV. Please go over to our Instagram and check us out. We're on Instagram TV. Oh, there it is up there. Black Dragon Biker TV on Instagram and Instagram TV. Please check us out there. We have a TikTok called Black Dragon Biker TV. Please help us. We're trying to get to 10,000 on our Instagram, Black Dragon Biker TV uh, on Instagram. So check us out over there. And I think I've run through all that stuff that I'm supposed to do that we call housekeeping. 
Somebody said bike clubs are established and important. However, veterans groups, local organizations, conservation groups are also part of the working class that is being attacked on all fronts. Absolutely. And we all are in all of that. Uh, and so um, we want you, we, we've got to all stand together because all of us are, are in all that. We're veterans, we're in conservation groups and all of that. So um, we, we need to all stand together. Uh, is your Discord server video or audio or just audio? My Discord server is both video and audio. So uh, come over there and check us out. Um, uh, what else? Uh, if you guys have a, uh, a, a a subject you want me to cover, please send it to me, blackdragon at blacksabbathmc.com or in the comments of the show. I, I normally try to go through comments so you can leave it there. I'll try to make a video for you. Um, if you uh, have a question or something you want me to answer, or you have some sort of idea of uh, a show you'd like to be seen done. Also, if you know people that want to be on the show that are not like weird, uh, we would love to have you on the show to talk about things that are important to you out there. This is, this is all of our community. So if you want to be on the show, man, let us know, bro. And uh, we'd love to have you on the show. Uh, uh, so thank you, Lisa. I appreciate that. So, uh, we are out of here. I think, uh, uh, chaplains, non MM chaplains, non motorcycle ministry chaplains. Uh, you know, JD, I have a new book coming out called the chaplain's Bible. Uh, and it's a how to guide on how to be a chaplain for a motorcycle club. So uh, it's going to be very interesting that we actually talk about that with some biker club chaplains uh, as that book comes closer to coming out uh, within about the next. Well, you guys know how I am about books, but about the next uh, month or two. All right. I'm Black Dragon. That's my two cents. These are my uh, two cents. I'd love to hear your two cents in the comments section below, or in this case, uh, it might be on one of the sides. Um, thank you for all the kind donations tonight. Um, appreciate that. You can also donate to us on uh, uh, Cash App, which is dollar sign biker prez, P R E Z. Uh, and we do appreciate that as well. So uh, I'll be doing my new show again. That's coming back. Yes. Yes. Just not quite exactly the way it was um because it kind of got boring for me so uh i i'll be doing some some news again i really want to get back to that but it's going to be in just a little bit different way but anyway look forward to that all right i think that's it stand by for this commercial and we're out i'm black dragon that's my two cents thanks for tuning in. oh don't forget biker combat black dragon biker combat we got some cool stuff coming. We got an incredible master out of Canada that's helping us, uh, sending videos left and right. Man, I can't wait. Also, I'm getting my certification in cane fighting, so I'll be able to teach you old bastards how to use the the cane. I you know I know how to do this. I, you know, I'm a I'm I am an eighth degree black belt, but certifications are cool because they help you focus on things you might not have been thinking about as this is not what I have typically done. Uh, so I can teach a whole bunch of good fighting techniques, but I'm learning an entire cane specific 
uh, technique uh, by cane fighters. And so when I get done with that, I will be teaching you all the cane. <laughs> so when they see an old bastard and they want to get us, <sighs> thanks for tuning in and get skinny. Prepare yourself to take the helm as president of your mighty motorcycle club by delving into the pages of Black Dragon's newest book, The President's Bible, Chronicle One, Principles of Motorcycle Club Leadership. There you will learn to advance your skills in applying the 14 scientific principles of leadership similar to those taught to officers in the United States Naval Service. Available in hardcover, paperback, and ebook. Get yours today on Amazon, Kindle, or order it at your local bookstore. Order your autographed copy from BlackDragonsGear.com. Be the best motorcycle club president you can be. Get the book. And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku as well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.